0: 21st of October 2020. And the show is like almost three minutes late because it would have let me in. It kept telling me that I was not pressing my host pin number in. And I was. And it's like, they're missing four digits. And I did it again. And then I did it again. And I thought, holy cow, this, they're not kidding. So here I am. And today, Relationship Wednesday. What is going on when we get into a relationship? Because we all go in with, oh, my God, my life is going to change. Oh, this is great. This person will fill in the blank, make my life better, keep me busy, make me feel important, make me feel loved, make me feel anything other than being alone. So once we get there, what does it mean? What does it mean to be there? What happens when we are forced to communicate how we feel? Once we get through that phase of, oh, my God, this is great, and now real life kicks in. One of you goes to work. One of you goes to school. You both go to work. One of you has children already. You know, one of you has gone through a lot of failed relationships. Whatever it is, that hope and wonder and curiosity in the beginning settles down in some ways. And then everyday life comes in. And then situations happen that start to tell us who we are. How do we approach an issue. Do we have difficulty speaking up or prioritizing our own needs or our wants or even our feelings? Because we're all there because we want what we think is a better life with another person. But how do we say, how do we say, hey, you know what, I, I don't want to go on a camping trip in the woods and rough it with no bathroom in sight or cabin. I'll do it, but I want to be in a cabin. So we just sleep on the on the grass in a sleeping bag and, you know, not even a tent and you're like, well, what makes you want to do that? But if you don't say anything and you go and you're scared to death to just sleep out in the open, even if it's an imaginary thing like an animal coming at you or something happening while you're asleep or if you don't like bugs or you don't like to go to the back of the in the wild and you don't say anything. I know it's an extreme one, but I know people who have presented this to each other. You have to say that that's not something you ever thought of doing or ever want to do. And they will take it. Instead of, I can't say anything, and then you go and you are horrific company because you are horrified. So what does that tell you about yourself? Tell you you can speak up? You have a problem speaking up? You're scared of being rejected? What's going on? You feel like you're saying sorry after everything you do for your everyday action, or you feel guilty because somebody now is like a witness to your life, and you're like, oh, I'm sorry I did that. Oh, I'm sorry I said that. Oh, I'm sorry. And they're not things you really need to be sorry for. They're not things that you've done that hurt the other person that you have to keep apologizing for. What does that say about your self-esteem? What signals Are we giving out? Do you feel like you deserve to be treated well? Are you capable of accepting those feelings? Or are you only okay when you just barely get what you want? Or do you even settle for what you don't want and do it anyway? Where is your barometer when it comes to your boundaries or the limits of where you'd like to take yourself in certain places? You learn through relationships and how to make choices, how to explain them, how to share them, And then eventually how to feel accepted for your voice, your voice. Because what happens to us is we really learn where our levels of security live. Do we feel we can say what we need to say? Do we hold on to it? Do we share ourselves? Do we only share ourselves to a certain point? I know a man who's now at least 60, and he has had a revolving door of relationships. And the closest he ever got to another woman was to say, but I've always lived like this. There was always a handful of things I never shared. And I said, that's why you always end up alone, because for the most part, relationships have taught us over time, has taught me, has taught you, that if we don't come from a place of security within ourselves or we don't feel the person we are with is secure, There's not enough of an energy exchange to keep you there. Not that they're good or bad. People have left people they loved. Could not accept, because they knew their own boundaries and limits, the lifestyle of the other person. I know another man who's almost 70, who has been married for over 40 years to a very controlling woman. And over time, he has lost all their friends, to their family, their own children. And he's standing right next to her, watching all this happen and being very proud of the fact that he doesn't argue with her when she speaks. He just lets her go because he really doesn't care. And he's already used to her. And she's very attractive even at that age. So what did that teach him about himself? Well, that taught him about himself is, from his point of view, this must be love. Why is she not kind? Why is she toxic to all the people that we have met? Why does our door keep revolving? But she's been the one constant for so long in his life, he may not even know how to live without her. But it tells him that he's willing to put up and shut up and that he's willing to entertain her thoughts and ideas. And they feed off each other. And sometimes it's even better than not being alone. So how we see ourselves in the mirror that reflection still looks good. We're not gonna look at another mirror. Everything we attract on the outside is a direct reflect of what's going on in our heads all day. And if you're trying to find a partner and you are broken yourself and you know it, I know people who said in the beginning to someone they had just met, I'm broken. Why do you want to be with me? And part of what they wanted was that person to say, I will take you however you are. And that in itself is healing. Healing. But no one tells you anything they don't believe is true when they tell you stuff like that. If you're broken, chances are you will attract someone who's just as equally broken so that you can exchange energy, understandable energy between you guys. What you attract is like a reaffirmation of what you believe, which is why you stopped to talk to that person in the first place. Why did they attract you? Because that is who you are. And you're like, wow, I met someone just like me. In the beginning, you don't get it's because you're broken. But as time goes on, you find you have kind of the same response to the same issues you're like, well, how did you deal with that? Well, how did you deal with that? And when it works, you become each other's time. You outgrow that feeling of broken because you have healed side by side. You mirrored each other in your healing. And a lot of mirroring goes on in relationships. We don't choose people we don't recognize. Even even a narcissistic personality who's looking for a great supply, even that person knows that they need to find someone super nice, who's very loyal, who will not feel like they're being taken advantage of or not know or not be aware because their paycheck is helping others. And they feel needed with a narcissist because the narcissist does need them they may not be capable of loving them completely because they can't love themselves, but mirrors. They will look at everything you do and they will do it, and you'll be going, wow, we love the same music. We love the same movies. We love the same dinners. How could that be? And then you find out that they were mirroring you because after a while they're like, I hate romantic comedies. I don't want to go. You can go by yourself. I ate salmon. But we ate it so many times. Yeah, well, I just realized I need it. And then you're like trying to figure out what just happened. But being a loyal, nice person, this relationship is telling you that you're probably loyal to a fault. Think about that. Our relationships are unbelievably tests of how our trust, how far it goes, how far our commitment goes, how vulnerable we can be. But if you can feel vulnerable and safe, you don't have to say, I'm being vulnerable right now. You just naturally either are or you're not. Commitment. You don't say, I'm committed to you every day. But your behavior tells the other person who you are because that is who you are. If you're like that man that says over and over again, I can only give you 80%, you have to decide if you only want 80%. And you have to say, wait a minute, I'm 100% or even though you may never have thought of it that way, And then your own filter starts to clean up what you've heard, and it starts to say things to you like, gosh, you know, I need somebody who's going to be there when I need them. Not just when they want me, but when I need them. Yes, I like to take care of him or her. Yes, I love when I see them like what I do, even though they may not say it. I know they're feeling it. So you're going on this trust because that's who you are. But you don't know who they are. You're deciding who they are through who you are. Time, one day you wake up and you go, you know what? I thought we were the same. I thought we were on the same page, but I don't feel that. And you start to feel a little vulnerable and you become a little sensitive to their behavior, the reaction, the things they do, because you're, you're feeling something's off. And, and you may not be able to put your finger on it, but that's what happens. It's really interesting how the three most important things about us as people You know, learning about how much we trust. Because some people don't trust anybody and they come into a relationship and they just assume the person is bad and the person is forever trying to prove they're good or they're loyal. But when you have to do that, you're chasing your tail. No one has to prove that. One thing we learn about ourselves over time is that the best relationships are the ones we walk into And we just don't feel time. I know it's a weird one. But when you don't feel time, that timelessness, there is no race to do anything. You're just happy being together. Not about what you like to eat, what movies you like to see, whether or not you like to spend your nights watching TV, whether or not you're still in school, whether or not you're working too much. Because the trust is there through behavior. The commitment is there from heart. And the vulnerability is safe. And that's all we really need. Any relationship we're in. It's like the truth, love, and purity, but said by three different words. Trust, commitment, and vulnerability. They mean the same things. Christ was on something, look at me so as though you know, I mean, he's there teaching me every single day, and but he is on to that. love and purity. If those don't exist, and those are a relationship. You can't stay because there is no real lasting relationship. If there's no truth, how do you stay? If there's no love, which equates to commitment, how do you stay? What are you staying for? And if There is no room for vulnerability, purity, who you really, really, really are. As you uncover yourself within that relationship, is there support or is there a pushback? So you learn, you learn your tolerance, you learn how much truth you need, how much commitment makes it work. We are not machines and we never will be. I don't care how technologically advanced we get does not change the three things Christ said over and over again. That if we are not living in truth, love, and purity, we are not learning who we are when they are challenged. And it's not like We walk around saying, oh, my God, you know, you meet someone and you're like, well, you know, I live in truth, love, and purity. It's just an awareness to know that those exist in every single one of us. And how has this person dealt with those knowings? Because they may not even know the words truth, love, and purity put together like that. But everything they tell you their whole life story, their whole body of work till they met you is how they've dealt with those three things. And when one of those is pierced, they will tell you how they've been hurt. And everything they say, everything I say, will go back to how I feel about truth and love and purity. Anyone who tells me the truth doesn't matter, they are not telling the truth. that there isn't real love, that's not true either. That we don't keep fighting for that innocence, that feeling that we we are safe, we are okay. That's also not true. Anger, that's hurt to those things. That's actually saying that, that's speaking that. So what a relationship teaches you about you is who you are in that in that world. None of us can escape seeing ourselves. We try. Some people try to drug ourselves away. Some people try to drink. I guess that's a drug, ourselves away. Some people try to sleep it away. Some people try to work it away. It's there that we're doing those things not because it's not there. Nobody gets away with not knowing where they stand on those three things. And when we are in a relationship, we get called out on those three things over and over again. Some of the biggest problems that any couple has, I'll go back to truth or commitment. If they're cheaters how could how could you do that to us and sometimes the answer is I don't know something's wrong with me it really didn't matter to me that I did that but I did it and I'm sorry then you do it again and that's because your love has been so pierced that sometimes you need a fix that you are desirable by someone. When you can say that, then you know why you're doing it. And when you know why you're doing it, you will ask yourself before you do it the next time, oh, my gosh, I must be feeling very vulnerable right now. I must feel like I don't matter right now. Why do I feel that? Hey, baby. (laughs) That's a big difference. That's where awareness, that's what awareness looks like. When you hit the same situation over and over and over again, and then you start saying, well, why do I actually do that? Why do I want to do that? Does it make me feel better or worse that I've done that? There is a physical, and I hope this is the right word, reverberation that happens to us. When we break our commitment to our own soul, when we lie, teach, steal, we know that we have just broken a barrier in us that is super hard to heal back. Not like you get back, you heal back. And if you can't heal back, stay where you're at. And you'll learn that about yourself. Am I willing to do anything to keep this person? Am I willing to break my own internal barometer for truth or love or purity? Am I doing things that disgust me? Or am I doing things that make me so happy? You find out what you accept. And sometimes unchallenged, we really won't know that. But every one of our self stories, the stories that we tell ourselves about who we are, like, hey, I've always done my best. Or I never really do my best. I'm a settler. I'm willing to settle. It's interesting how much there is to learn about yourself because the connection that you have with yourself being the most important thing in a relationship is how you communicate through that connection. When we don't communicate, what happens? We don't exchange energy with that person. And when we don't exchange energy, there's no relay. And when there's no relay, There's no relationship. Love is important, but people can be in love and not communicate. Truth is important, and they can be telling the truth, but when they don't communicate, the other person may feel it. It may buy time, but we need to speak to each other. We need, need to talk to each other because we are interactive for all the new words right we are interactive we are 3D 4D 5D that connection of communication is why we are in a relationship in the first place and then the way we give the way we respect the way we trust the way we are intimate those all tell us who we are that's so crazy but it's, it was a topic for today. I feel like the time just went by. It's one of those things you can talk about forever. I love you guys. I will see you tomorrow on Dream Team Thursday. Have a great day. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.